I do these like quarantine workouts, which are really fun and just keep me sane and they're horrible at the same time. That means it's working. Uh, and then I played D&D for like five hours. Whoa. Have you ever played? I, I played a version of it. Like a friend invited us over for a game night and sort of tricked us into it. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered today, I got a DoorDash breakfast burrito that had tater tots and fried chicken in it. And like, Oof. fried chicken. It was so good. I love an authentic Mexican. <laughs> I was so Mexican. It's like I was there. It's just, I'm just gonna be like Forrest Glump and just run across America. Just growing my bush, growing oh my, my bush out as long as it can go. <laughs> Honestly, if I stayed in Florida, this could have been a reality. That could have been you, Haley Gump. Like, I guess we should start the show. Okay, fine, let's start the show. All you queer people and everybody else. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Haley. And, and we're, we're not, not together. together. How are you doing today, Haley? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I had one task today that was to make dog food in an instant pot, and I did that. And now it's just been smooth sailing ever since. What did you make your own dog food? Yeah, because Scout deserves the best, as you know. Um, Is that she's... a lesbian stereotype that I don't know? <laughs> Yeah, I think one? so. Okay. Because because dogs are our children, lesbians' children. Yes. And then if lesbians have children, they're the dogs. They're the dogs. <laughs> that's across Somebody's got to be the dog. Someone's got to be the dog. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be me. <laughs> um, so it's like rice and veggies, like uh, zucchini and carrots and stuff like that. Throwing some ground turkey, some sweet potato, some fish fillets. Oh, my this God. This dog eats better than most people. That sounds so good. That is legitimately better than what I had for lunch, which was just like I, I defrosted some ground turkey, and then throw it threw it on like some old spaghetti, and that was lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh. my lunch. Old spaghetti is so sad because spaghetti is so easy. <laughs> the fact that yeah. it had well, a chance I mean, to get old. It's a day old spaghetti. Oh, okay, okay. Older than That's most fair. spaghetti. Yeah, most spaghetti, spaghetti goes, goes day one. Yeah. Exactly. But I just made so much. Yeah. I'm so bad at judging the amount of spaghetti needed. Um, I was actually making a lot of it for... So I was doing a this scavenger hunt thing for... It's this this um, group called Gish. And I think it's made by Misha Collins or one of the Supernatural boys. Um, but they do a big scavenger hunt every year. And they did a smaller version of it where people can all do stuff from home. And so there was like a bunch of different tasks. Like you had to take a picture of like toilet paper presented as it as treasure because you know it's it's such a, a rare item these days yeah. um and then my favorite one which is why i made some spaghetti was you had to um take trash and then make it into a portrait of somebody you admire and so i did uh trixie mattel made out of trash and her hair was spaghetti and banana peels and like old like bread and stuff and and i posted it to, twi to twitter and she like she retweeted it and it was amazing and it was awesome um that's yeah, incredible it was it was so, no i saw so it fun. it looked awesome yeah i worked really hard on that trashy mctell i can't tell you thank it you yeah. i might have found my medium you have a real future in fucking garbage <laughs> it's been said before <laughs> it really has been said before oh man um, speaking of trash queens, no, um, <laughs> spe speaking of people that we admire, um, uh, we have actor, writer, and comedian Drew Drogi on the show today. Hi, Drew. Hi. Hello. I'm try. I, I, I enjoyed speaking of trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, is that where you get a lot of inspiration for some of your, your work? That I, I mean, totally. I mean, I, yeah, I've grown up loving, I don't know. I mean, I guess growing up in the South and then just like sort of loving, camp and trash and all of it from like sketch comedy to john waters to everything i'm like that's totally oh, my, yeah. my oh, like yeah. good trash you know it's right. hard to find good good trash it's curated trash what's the difference what's the line curated trash yeah yeah like what zach did it's hard <laughs> i think to define i think a lot of it is like 
the intent like behind the person that was making it like is the person who's making it aware of what they're making i don't know because right. when they're unaware that can make good camp mm-hmm. like the room like our reaction to it become makes it into good camp right but, but yeah. for trash i think it's a different sort of it's a different sort of um model that i think you would use because i think you would say like like john waters is like the best trash ever because he's brilliant and he's aware of every mm-hmm. line every movie he's making every choice he's making he's uh, every frame so you watch that and go well this, this is this is genius this is art versus you know something else that you're like oh this is just terrible i'm trying i can't even think of an example of like bad trash but there's plenty of oh it. my god yeah yeah well, the room, I think the room is a good example of like camp that became camp due to just the reaction. Like it is shitty. Oh, it's horrible. And like there is no artistic, there's no artistic value. No, you know? no. But it's great camp because it, it it's going for the rafters. Like it's going mm-hmm. for like an Oscar, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's what makes it great because they're really not winking at you at all. It's really trying. Yeah. There's a passion behind it yes even though the the actual thing that they're pushing is total garbage if you've have you ever seen that um what is it exit through the gift shop yes i love that movie tommy was so always reminds me of that that guy in it mr brainwash mr brainwash Uh uh uh-huh who he's like stumbles he's an it just an idiot who like just stumbles into some sort of infamy Kind of, you I'm know. just realizing that I've never seen Banksy and Tommy Wiseau in the same room together. Oh, hey, hey now. There you go. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> if Get that was on the Reddit. Same person? <laughs> it's not the craziest. If you see, you've seen that movie, the the James Franco, Dave Franco, the artist, the disaster artist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All the stuff about him, like no one really knows how old he is, like really where he's from, where he yeah. got his money, because there's a lot of money put into the room who knows where it went wow well banksy and tommy wuzo have a lot more in common than i originally thought but banksy is also like a brilliant artist yes and tommy wiseau i mean if tommy wiseau tried to make the the movie that we all watch with the room like if he tried to do that it would it would never have worked right he he tried to do that with his show uh his neighbors the show neighbors he tried to do a comedy and it completely falls flat. Because of course, I haven't even heard of that. Oh yeah. But so that's not exactly. We could keep going on and on forever about that <laughs> because I also briefly worked with Tommy Wiseau on that show, and it was a horrible. horrible exp- it was really it was a nightmare experience. Was yes. he really abusive? Yeah. Yes. Uh. Well. Yeah. A little bit actually, but in a way that you're like, is it a joke? Like it was just like. But yes. Yeah. It's my. I God, worked with him. Trash yeah. Person. I worked with him on a music video one time, and it was. Well, you both have worked really with Tommy Wiseau, separately. Yes. Yeah. that is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. I have too many like weird connections with him. Yeah, and um, him and his assistant. I guess we haven't. Raul, we need about to trade stories. Show. Yeah, yeah. Because there was one at one point when I was like dating this woman, and like we were at the rap party for this music video, and like for some yeah. reason Tommy and and Raul thought it they were going to fuck the two of us. <laughs> we oh, like, yeah. No, we're together. And that's like not how it works. And like, yeah, no, they literally had to like, my friends had to call like a cab and be like, you have to get in that cab right now because these Jesus. women are not giving you are not taking you. That's home. such a like, shame. Cause if only you were into men, he's the most desirable. If only he's the sexiest man. <laughs> yeah. on earth, so Haley, this is on you. Yeah. This is Honestly. your fault. If I were into men in my one conquest in LA was Tommy <laughs> was so, <laughs> that would be incredible. Yeah. But yeah, he called a lot of women like a lot of horrible he basically like separated women on the shoot into like I ugly ones that. ugly ones and pretty ones. Yeah. And like I think I was considered an ugly one in that one. And and it was Whoa. funny because like I know who he is. So like I'm 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 not offended by if Tommy Wiseau thinks I'm ugly, but like horrific so many women left and like stormed off the set but nobody can get away with that stuff anymore and and, and i'm glad mm-hmm. i mean say what you want about oh millennials are too sensitive and everyone the kids are i love that i think we Me should too. be more sensitive like there's never a need to talk like that to someone and be that way right. i mean it's like i think the next wave of me too like once we get back to you know doing things when we can be around people again there'll be another the next wave of that will literally be like 
just emotionally abusive people, you know, just like bosses and stuff that are just like that use their power. Yeah. And you're right, because that's the thing. If you can't do a job effectively without being abusive, then you can't do that. Then you're not good at your job. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to segue, so I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to do it. I love that. I'm just going to do it anyhow. Um, Drew, so um, for anybody listening, uh, what might they have seen you in? Most likely, if they recognize me, it would probably be from online something or other. Um, I've done those Chloe 70 videos. That's like my calling card. Um, or like web series and I've done like guest spots and a bunch of TV shows and uh, indie movies, a lot of gay movies, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it, live theater. I've, I've done um, uh, like a lot of, I've just a, a lot of crazy wig, talk about camp, camp and trash. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I've done solo shows. Uh, I was just doing my most recent solo show off Broadway before all the, madness started so you know just little things little things here and there the uh, bright colors and bold patterns is that what you're referring my new to? show oh your new uh, new show before the the new show is called happy birthday doug yes play nine gay men at a birthday party so, <laughs> that's incredible it was so much fun i mean i'll do it again when we get back to get things back to normal um but uh yeah it was it was a blast it got to be a lot of fun and it was fun because i got to play I do get, I mean, it's, it's always fun. I, I get cast as women a lot and I get, and that's mm-hmm. in, in a lot of sketch things and on stage and, you know, and now in all these zoom theater things, they're like, we need some crazy old woman to call Drew Drogi. <laughs> <laughs> but in this new show, I really wanted to explore gay men and our relationship with each other. And mm-hmm. I wanted to play all different kinds of gay men, especially in film and TV. You know, there's, there are these very sort of, you know, um, uh, just this, just very limited portrayals of, mm-hmm. of gay men. They're either a swish and fetch it, or they're like, um, or they're like a really straight acting guy who happens to like dudes too. Right, a right. Person, yeah. and they're those are boring people to me. There's always yeah. a super buff fireman who's like, yeah, I'm, I'm gay. I also think as gay men, we have a real problem that we're afraid to show ourselves in a way that I don't know any other group that is really that scared to do that. I feel like as gay sure. men, we're very afraid to show ourselves as uh, ugly, I mean, physically ugly or, or emotionally ugly as losers, as people who maybe can't always get laid, as people that might have drinking and drug problems, like as messy human beings. We, we want to write mm-hmm. either these fabulous characters or we write these very, like the guy we had a, a crush on in high school who just happens to be gay, yeah. dude, like our fantasy right. character. Yeah. But we don't really, you know, I don't see it happening a lot. And I feel like, um, anyway, so I wanted to do that and just be like, here are nine all at a party together. And um, so it was it was fun. It was a good time to do. I love that. So we're, we're kind of talking today about uh, how some straight uh, actors or performers kind of get elevated to gay icon status. And I was thinking about the way, you know, you portray characters in like Golden Girls, for instance, right. or or with your Chloe Sevigny, like Chloe, your Chloe's become like a, a, a bit of a gay icon but chloe <laughs> oh, herself I, th- I would say absolutely but chloe herself yeah. is a straight woman you know and i was wondering what what is our fascination with these with uh, certain these people, people. Yeah. yeah yeah it's a i mean it's it's a really it's a crazy thing i think a lot of it is sort of in the same conversation like what we were talking about earlier about camp it's like you can't really intentionally go for that i don't think i i think Audiences are too smart for that, and they, they they can see through it if you're trying to be like, let's make a gay icon. It's like, yeah, hey, right? hey, guys, let's write a hit movie. You know, it's like, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, great, but, but, you know, you can't think. But I do think there's something about to look at something like the Golden Girls or um, Designing Women. I, I think a lot of it is the these characters that are very, they're both over the top, but also identifiable. Like I recognize them, I see myself in them, or I see my best friend in them, someone I know. And then it's like the hair's a little bit bigger, the shoulder pads are a little bit bigger. Like everything's just a little mm-hmm. bit blown out, but it's still grounded in reality. It's like good sketch comedy where you're going, I'm I really completely believe everything that's happening here, and yet this is such a hyper real right. yeah. world. Yeah. Um yeah. Right. By the way, I just saw something that I want to give a shout out to because in that world, um, 
Sean Hayes has a new movie out called Lazy Susan, where he plays a woman. It's yeah. fantastic. And it's so... The acting is all so good. It's genuinely really funny. But they never push the joke that, like, there's a man in a dress. It's never... Right. It's it's 100% a, just a, a great story. Um, and it just came out online, but I think it has the potential to be a cult um, hit, a, a gay hit, because it it's it's really not at all about... Really, I don't even know. I can't even think. I just saw it. I don't think there are any gay characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could be wrong. Anyway, you. It, but it, it's very much in that world of like everyone is in this alternate universe, yet it's so identifiable. Right. Yeah. I mean, nothing will be as huge as the Golden Girls in terms of that example. I don't know why. That show right. is just... That show is more popular now than it was when it was on the air, I think. I know. Especially yeah. with younger younger viewers. And well, I think part of it, it, yeah, and I think part of it might be too is like there aren't many shows that are focused on people of that age, like solely, like all the main characters are, you know, people sixty plus or seventy plus, and you don't see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's even just being in that like almost minority, like you know, the older they're like a minority group technically, you know, the elderly. Even, you know, and it's like, so I think we kind of understand on being on kind of the other side of what's considered like the norm or the masses, you know? Yeah. And when it came out, I can't imagine how it, I mean, I, I don't know how that was, I mean, was sold. I mean, I know this, the, I know the story behind that was that Doris Roberts and someone else who I cannot think of right now, another older actress were on some award show and they said, we're going to do a show about uh, old ladies in Flor- in Miami or in Florida, and it's going to be called Miami Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so Miami Nice was the working title for the pilot. That's incredible. Wow. Uh, but, like, B. Arthur had Maude, but, like, well over 10 years before that. Mm-hmm. Ruben Clanahan was known, but not, like, a household name. Betty White was well-known mainly for Mary Tyler Moore. And, you know, Estelle Getty was brand new. It, it, there was, but none of them were, like huge stars. I mean, B. Arthur and Betty White were well-known. They were well-known at the time, but it wasn't like those kind of people would get TV shows every year that would never go past the pilot. So I just, it, it's kind of, yeah. was like it, it just sort of blew everyone's minds. But I think yeah. the reason why, and the reason why when we do the shows now, when we do the drag version, and we're one of at least five or six active drag groups in the country that do the show, is the characters are so you can there you just know them so well they're also clearly drawn mm-hmm. the jokes still work because they're not topical they're not about the 80s and 90s they're they're they could take place now and it's fun you know we've done we've done a couple other shows we did facts of life um the same group has done designing women i mean in our, our like drag group that we do these shows mm-hmm. and they're always fun but we always have to rewrite the scripts because they don't work the golden mm-hmm. girls you don't have to touch golden girls is the only one you're like it still works it's just it evergreen works. wow in all ages and and it's dirty and yet it's also like so sweet and that yeah. they're also good i don't know i think gay people relate to also i mean it's like we love women in power mm-hmm. women who say really like nasty snarky sarcastic things or really yeah things we love women who are like, who fall from grace and, and overcome it. You know, we love to see these basically soap operas. Like we really, we respond to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's why so many gay men love Britney Spears, for instance. She's like all of those things, all things, wrapped, up, things wrapped up in sure. one. Yeah. We love like a like Phoenix type story where yeah. it's like someone can rise from, from the rubble because we hope it's us. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We totally put ourselves in that. And, you know, yeah. and every generation has had their Judy Garland or Elizabeth Taylor or, oh you know, yeah. fill, fill in the blank. And it's kind of all the kind of the same. You know, I, I think a lot of it is why so many people love the Housewives shows because it's like they just they it, it's escapism. But yeah, mm-hmm. I liked what you said about, you know, you can just sniff it on people when it's it's just not genuine or someone saying, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to be a gay icon. Like I think with like Katy Perry or like yep. when Taylor Swift, yep. even though Taylor Swift was like getting people's attention to donate a lot of money to, you know, a really good cause. There was just something like, 
off. We like to be like represented and supported, but we don't like to be pandered to, you Completely. know? Yeah. It's just the thing of like, I love that. I love that pride is such a big deal now. And I, you know, and I, I actually, I don't mind some of the corporate stuff with pride because it means we're getting money. We're getting yeah. visibility. We're getting attention. It's less, it makes it less weird mm-hmm. to be gay in front of our families when Sprite is saying, you know, trans lives matter or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. But when you see things and you feel like it is trying to, I mean, some of it, it's like in the nineties, SNL did a, did a sketch about gay beer. I mean that Chris Farley and Adam Sandler did a sketch of Schmidt's gay beer. And now there's gay vodka and gay everything. And it's yeah. big gay ice cream and whatever. And you're like, <laughs> okay, you know, um, but Katy Perry, I mean, she forced so much in her, in her songs about like, I, I kissed a girl. Right. And then mm-hmm. the other one that was even, which is even more offensive, which is the one about her boyfriend. You're so gay. You're so gay. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. boo. Yeah. That's in the same yeah. album too. Like, are you, so what is it? Like, which one is it? You know? Zach and I were literally just talking about this last week, yeah. like how offensive that you're so gay and you don't even like she, boys. She also released a song called Peacock, and she was saying like, "This is for you, gays," and the whole song is just like, "I wanna see your peacock, cock, cock, your peacock." Like, fuck you. Like, that's <laughs> also it's so it's so clearly not authentically her experience. Yeah, like yeah. where if someone who was actually like queer or cool did that song we would probably be into it a lot more we might yeah if ariana grande did it or or mary ogle for instance <laughs> another gay icon who uh-huh. uh, <laughs> who's mary ogle my mom oh uh, <laughs> we just love she her she is i almost I'm not, I'm not gonna lie i almost just went yeah like i almost just because <laughs> i was I embarrassed i'm like i don't know who mary ogle is uh no but like you can just sniff it on people you really can taylor swift is Another one who's so intent is it's like forcing it. It's I don't be, I, I think she's made in a factory. Like I don't know who she is. I've never known like all of her songs are about I me me I me me I me me I. You know, and it's just like I, but yet I don't believe it. No, the new stuff is all so overproduced and and the thing about like what was it? You need to calm down. The lyrics were all over the place with like, all no one ever. Throwing shade never made anyone less gay. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. And then on top of that, and yes, you're putting a lot of queer people in the video, but you're also like, they're also wearing a bunch of clothing that you're then selling on your site. Like, so it's also just a big ad. Yeah, it does feel like a, like, rather than being like a recording artist, it feels like Taylor Swift is, was like, a madman idea like Don Draper 100%. came up with her oh my god yes. and like all her ideas and like all the songs and like I feel like Miley Cyrus is authentic and great and I'm really you know it's like someone like that and yeah. I'm like you're trying to be you're trying to be Miley Cyrus but also you're trying to be like way more like commercial and you're trying to be way popular like you just you can't be like one-stop shopping you can't be Walmart Right. Or, or your Walmart. Right. Or I think she is. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, for better or worse, Miley Cyrus is extremely authentic, if nothing. Like, yeah. she did, like, go And on, iconic. Iconic. Totally. But she, I mean, she did then, like, go, after being, like, coming out as bisexual and all that, she did later on her, I don't know, her Instagram or something had a, a live thing saying, like, girls, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to date other girls. Like, there are, there is good dick out there. And, like, yeah. oh, gross. This ain't it, girl. What are you doing? I know. <laughs> I know. Ugh. It's such a mess, but at least I mean she's authentic. Like, right? <laughs> I mean, I know with that I kind of wonder like, is she trying to just say like, be? Is she trying to say be authentic and don't feel like you have to be bi or or gay to be cool? I, yeah. I wonder if that feels like pressure now. I think that's giving too much. Uh, maybe I hope they do feel. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they feel basic for being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but I, I've actually thought that myself. Like, do teenagers in L.A. almost feel like in order to fit in with this kind of more cool liberal society, do they have to all say, like, yeah, I'm queer? <laughs> yeah. Know? Whether I mean, they are or not. The, you know? I was on the the, 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 um, the reboot of Heathers, the, um, yeah. the TV show that. And that was the whole Oh, my friend Adwin, the... Adwin was on that. Yeah. Who was? 
Adwin Brown. Oh, Ad- Adwin, Adwin Brown. Brown. Yes, of yeah. course. I went to school yeah. with him. Oh my God, he's, he's wonderful. Great. I yeah. love him. He's so great. He's great. I went to middle school with him too. Oh my God, so I love wild. that. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, but that that was the whole premise of like of the Winona Ryder character, Grace, who played the Veronica character on our show, was just a basic white girl, and she was straight, and she was and the, and she was excluded because everybody else was something. And it was like sort yeah. of their badge of honor, which was, you know, which you, you, you could imagine that it would be. Right, true. right. It's like a comparing scars scene or something where it's like, sure. well, I'm yeah. gay. So totally. this is my scar yeah. or yeah. like, you know, I'm this. And then this poor little white girl's like, oh, shit, I don't have any scars. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And you're a virgin who can't even drive. And also you're straight. Ah, <laughs> so good. So, but uh, Haley, I was also wondering, like, th- there's, um, I feel like there's also um, like women that like the lesbian community who who are straight but have been like adopted totally by them as well. Like we, I think we, yeah. we talked about Rachel Weiss as well mm-hmm. as Natasha Leone. Yep, and like Kate Blanchett, for yeah. example. Like we've totally like taken her on as like a lesbian icon, even though she's like been married to some dude for like 20 years i guess but like because it's not always like of course it often is like attractive women but it's not always just attractive women and it's not always just attractive women who are who are queer like i'd even say there are some queer women who are like more gung-ho about kate blanchett than they are like Kristen stewart for example (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's just so weird like kind of what we decide i think it partly involves like a character you play and if you play like a queer character on a TV show or movie, like we kind of, you know, bring you over. But it is interesting because there are some like Kate Blanchett is like definitely a bigger one. But even like Charlize Theron, like oh, yeah. even even before she did, even before she did Atomic Blonde, it was like for whatever reason, it was like, you're one of us, <laughs> you know, and I think it's just partly like we'll find anything in any interview that anyone has ever said that's like. Well, I'm not against it, you know, and oh, then we're like, see, she's, she's a lesbian, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, because I would say, like, Kate Blanchett, aside from, like, Carol and, but, like, o- Ocean's 8, I mean, she and Sandra Bullock oh, my God. were so gay in that movie. Yes. Right, right. That movie was, I mean, was a mess, but I was also like, why aren't they just, why aren't they just making this a, a, a thing, a gay thing? Like, yeah. it was such a weird thing that they didn't. Because Kate Blanchett is is such a lesbian in that movie, and it would have been so, nobody would have had a problem with that watching that movie. Oh everybody my god! Yeah, Every audience member, because that is a movie for gay men, gay women, and straight women, and even yeah. straight guys that are cool that are gonna like it would be so into the fact that Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett are together. Yeah, nobody on earth would be like that's awful. It's so weird. And Charlize, which went with Monster. And Mad yes. Max, and she's such a mm-hmm. badass, and she's the definition of cool. Totally. Yeah. We love a woman who can fight. Yeah. Like and punch and shoot a gun. If you can do that in in any movie, but gay men have adapted both of those. I was gonna say Charlize Theron and Kate Blanchett are both adopted by gay men as well. Like adopted by gay men right. as well. Yeah. Because, you know, we we call they're both icons in our community as well. Because there's like a larger than life. And there is like I'm I'm really interested in the, just in the concept of queerness like that's in that sometimes bleeds into some straight people like I think some straight people can be queer because it's not really their sexuality as much as their sensibility like there is a thing about there are lots of people that I kind of go yeah like and I think men are so behind women evolution in so many ways but sure men are just starting to be cool with the idea that they might be perceived as being gay if they're not, yeah. or if they're mm-hmm. attra- if gay men find them attractive. Women have long been like, cool, if you, you know, if a woman finds me attractive, yeah. that's awesome. I'm, I'm flattered, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very few women are like offended by that, by a woman finding them attractive, especially mm-hmm. like actors, artists, you know, musicians or whatever. Right. Um, but men are just now like okay with that and sort of like the shades of gray Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is like straight guys have sort of we we I mean toxic masculinity is a thing now. We're not a, we're not like praising men for acting like bros and crashing beer hands yeah. on their heads and right. you know yeah. right. We're kind of saying sensitivity's good and gay people are great and you can be 
you know, kind of in one way perceived as gay doesn't mean anything about you. No one thinks anything different about, you know. Yeah. Right. And the cooler you act about it, the cooler you look. The more defensive and weird you get, Absolutely. the more closeted and gay you Totally. Get. I love John Mulaney's joke about how he should have been gay, probably. And he was like, probably marked gay in the Heaven Factory. And then they forgot to flip the switch. (laughs) I I love that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. No, I love John's whole take on that. I mean, and there's something that John, there is something very queer about John's sensibility. I mean, John writes Stefan, you know, I mean, yes, Mm -hmm. for Bill Hader. It's like that's written by John Mulaney. And that really shouldn't work. And it completely does, like by a straight, you know. So he's tapped into right. that side of himself, and I and and he's so he's so aware of it and in command of it that there's no part of me that's going, oh, he's really just gay and he's in the closet. He's closeted. Like, no, yeah, he's not. Exactly. He's just he's smart. He's funny. His humor actually transcends sexuality, which a lot of people don't on both sides, on mm-hmm. all sides, you know. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, so. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really exciting when people are so not afraid to sort of show that, you know, um it when straight people are are, are kind of going, "Oh, I'm I'm a gay icon. That's cool." Totally, yeah. It really is a badge of honor. I um I was like I was going through lists of like people I consider to be, you know, straight and queer icons and I was mostly coming up with women, but and I was right. trying to think of other men. And I think yeah, Bill Hader and like John Mulaney are perfect for that. Absolutely. We have a couple people like Nick Jonas who we've adopted, but it's mostly because a lot of guys want to fuck Nick Jonas. Yeah, and sure. It's not really because yeah. of any other reason. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting thing because I came up with this game here, and I'll you know we'll do it in a little bit. But I decided to skew the game a little bit more, like specifically towards you both, mm. and to be like, okay, which of these people is going to be a specifically like new gay icon, right? Oh, yeah. And. I can't wait they're they're all women you know i couldn't think of like any guy where i was like oh maybe he's like on the cusp of maybe being a gay icon or something but it it's it was much easier to find women what why do we think that is i think even both gay and lesbian um straight like icons tend to be women i wonder why that is i think that um gay men compartmentalize in a way that they want they want men that they that they want to sleep with and then they want women and drag queens they have a hard time figuring out other kinds it's gay men are you know and i everything i write i sort of go into that like the complexity of like how gay men are my favorite and least favorite people in the world mm-hmm. you know and like my, <laughs> my you know my heroes and my enemies are all like and like my, my deepest feelings are all with gay men, but I feel like um, in comedy it's weird. I find that I, I meet a lot of gay men who say I don't think I don't think any men are funny. I only think I like drag queens and I like women. Oh, and I don't think that men, you know, and or if they do, there's a weird almost competition there, or they want to be. I don't know. I think yeah. gay men have a thing where they want to be funny, and so I feel like when they. You know, so when they they so if a man is on that list, it's like I want to fuck this guy, that's why. Versus yeah. like there's something about his like a respect swagger or I respect his yeah you know yeah. um because it's it's weird. I don't know, Zach. What do you think? I don't know. I think we as like a group the like have a hard time finding value in people that we don't want to fuck for whatever reason. Yeah, and I think we like, and that's not just in our celebrities, but that's in like our person in person like on person relations i don't know i like it's it's you know when you see those pictures of guys at in palm springs and they all have abs or whatever like right are you all friends because you have a lot in common or is it just you all want to fuck each other you know yeah i mean i've been to those parties and you have too and it's yeah not a lot of conversation happening (laughs) no i mean (laughs) i not i don't want to like come off like bitter or you know or snatchy about those about sure, you know, because sure. I have you know and we both do like God plenty of friends who are gorgeous who have these perfect bodies who have you know totally. who, are, who are incredibly smart and genuinely funny and, and dear lovely people but there is a there is to me yes I see those pictures and it does make me sad because I wonder like has anyone left eighth grade emotionally about this like you know what I mean? Do they? Yeah. I feel like they're all going. I have to have this body. I have to look like this, or my peer group is going to judge me. Right. 
and it's sad. It's a thing where, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not honest. I don't know. No. Yeah. I guess it's a want to be a part of like maybe a popular group that you couldn't be a part of when you were actually right. Oh yeah. You were all going to get the bot of the, of the, of the guy that we were hot for in high school. Yeah. I think maybe part of it too is like maybe why there's not a lot of like queer icons that are straight cis men. Not many, there are a few, but why there are more straight cis women that are queer icons is like, I think also maybe a part of us like subconsciously doesn't want to give the straight white cis male another kind of glorification. Like like you're doing fine. You don't need our, you don't need our little trophy. Also, I think when I like, I listen to music, like I, I, there's plenty of bands and male artists that I, I thoroughly enjoy, but there's like certain songs by female artists that I find, I more often go like, oh my God, I know that feeling that hits me, Totally, you know? Totally. Would you consider, is Gerard, is um Gerard Way, is he straight? Yeah. Um, I think it's, he might be on like the cusp. He, he might be bi. He definitely has a wife okay. and kid, but right. I mean, he's definitely been very much a friend of the gays for a very long time. I was gonna say that is one that is one pretty good example, along with John Mulaney, of like a straight white cis dude who is kind of a queer icon. Yeah, because I th- I'd say he's a queer icon across the board as well. Like he's like a Dolly Parton, where it's like the gays and the lesbians like love love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gerard Way is like <laughs> Dolly Parton without the tits, basically, <laughs> <laughs> and more eyeliner. Yeah. So yeah, I guess did we figure out why 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 it is in summary why it is we love there's certain just straight people that we love. It's it's yeah it's you know what I guess it's one of those things where it's like unapologetically authentic people, um, who also are not tryhards. Right. I think is really appealing to the queer community. Um, and talent obviously. I think emotional vulnerability is another thing mm. like overcoming an obstacle which usually is women and in, in you know in film and tv you usually see a woman having to you know go somewhere men a lot of times are cool and they kind of they kind of go the I, mean, I don't know right um yeah or the obstacle they have to face is like not as relatable right. like to us because it's like they exist on a different level already and so right. the obstacles up here we don't can't even get to so right. like <laughs> the obstacles down here we're used to we can relate to those. Right. But yeah, I think I think a character and in real life, like if we see like a really talented, you know, actor or something and and she's like, yeah, I uh, struggled with this addiction or, or whatever. And now, but you know what? I got help and now I'm working towards, you know, something else. And it's, I think that's, that's really cool for us to see because I think that's something, not specifically addiction, but like just something we can relate to is kind of that, that Phoenix moment. Yeah. And, you know, just thinking of it this way, too, like, I wonder if part of it is because, like, typically when there when there are these stories that show a female protagonist and she's faced with something like, yeah, getting kidnapped or something. And then we see her kind of be our own her own hero. Right. And kind of like save herself. I think that's something we as queer people can all like really get behind and get really excited about because. Yeah, it's like the kidnapper kidnaps her because he thinks she's a weak right. mm-hmm. woman who's an easy target. She turns it around, which is yeah, and she turns it around. And you know, being the target and being the quote unquote weak one is something I think we can all really relate to. That's why we like the final girl in horror movies. Totally, yeah. I mean, horror movies and we there's such a queer connection yeah. to those yeah. final girls. And Haley and I have talked about this. Uh, on multiple episodes, but Drew, I'd love to get your opinion. But so, so a lot of these actors have gained this gay icon status through, like sometimes like Kate Blanchett or Rachel Weisz by uh, playing a gay person. Sometimes a real life queer person. Um, and we do obviously there was a problem with that. What I mean, what do you think is what? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, about straight actors about playing. Straight a- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I my feeling is. And, it, and I, I think it is shifting a little bit as we go, as we get further along in this whole thing. Um, and as I just completely selfishly lose jobs uh, for different <laughs> reasons for people, I might have that personal connection to it. But I always have said, and you brought him up earlier, like if it's Bill Hader and the Skeleton Twins, I have no problem with it because he was amazing in that movie. Brilliant. The beautiful performance. I, I know people just like that. He was just, he's, and, um, I had no problem with that. And, I, and so I don't think across the board 
it has to be, you know, uh, we are, you know, I do think people, actors are actors. You're actually playing a person that's not you. Um, you know, um, as we get forward, I, I do, I don't know, like, I just saw that play The Inheritance on, uh, you know, in New York and finding out that all the main actors were straight, straight white guys in the leads. Yeah. I kind of, it made me hate it a little bit. I was like, oh, why aren't there gay people playing these parts? Like, mm. they were great. The actors are great in it. But there was something about it that I didn't quite fall in love with when I was watching it. And then I was like, oh, that's why. Because they weren't really, they weren't really authentic. It's wild they couldn't even cast one gay person. There were, well, there were all the, like, the supporting roles, and they were very supporting roles. Oh. Uh, the people of color were actually gay people. You could tell when they walked out, you're like, well, that's a real queer person. Right. Mm-hmm, and it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It was like, it's all people of color. And, and, and so the, the people of color are going to have to sit around and watch the straight white guys tell the story of gay. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have an issue here. Yeah. yeah. And it was a play where everyone was kind of going, yeah, I know it's a problem. And yet it was getting all this buzz. And it was just like, this would have been so much a better experience had you maybe put people of color in there and give them a character instead of just mm-hmm. putting them up there for, you know, to say, look, we checked it off a box. Right, right, right. For some color, some fl- splashes of color that you have to have now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're, they're ornaments. Like they're just here to just mm, show yeah. off. Like, look at what we did. Right. Yeah. I, I, I always talk to my, I have a really good friend, um, uh, Heath Saunders and he, he's an actor in New York on Broadway. And he, he always talks about how like, you're, you're telling the story of the play. You're telling the narrative of the play, but the play also has a meta-narrative. And, like, if your story is about, here here's the gay experience, to, only, to for your meta-narrative to be, well, we're only going to tell the white gay experience. Right. didn't really do the play service. And I think that the, with all this, I mean, the more gay content we have, the less I think we'll be upset about casting and such because there'll be more opportunities to tell different stories but when we're kind of told like this is the one gay thing that's out right now and it's straight people telling you the story you're like well i don't want to watch that either i'll watch just i'll watch something good that's about straight sure. people i'd rather right and i might get more out right. of that because <laughs> i i agree with you i agree with you i think like like you said actors are actors who are portraying someone who is not themselves so i i don't have a problem logically with a straight person playing a gay role, but that's the thing. It's like when there are so few of those roles and then you don't use a gay person for that, like one thing we have, then it does get really frustrating. Cause then yeah. you're like, you couldn't just find someone who is equally talented and also gay. No, I mean me and so many people in my category, when I go to auditions and I see the same, you know, 10 or 12, like, gay white guys basically that are like up for the same kind of roles and I'm like okay so we lose jobs because you know sometimes we're not a big enough name we lose jobs because uh you know some you know they you know honestly sometimes straight people can do the gay part better because we all read it and we judge it so hard we it's so (laughs) hard for us not to when you read something (laughs) and go oh my god this role is so so on the note you know so I'm yeah. saying like we lose roles to famous people and straight people and then we would never be considered for straight roles especially when right. it's, a, it's a gay person in charge they would mm. never look at someone like me they know me too well they would yeah. never consider me I got to do mm. and I told this every time I got to be on this show Teachers uh, uh, which was um, this hilarious character driven show it was a part that they wrote, they just asked me to do, so it was an offer, and I played a parent. And I never reference if I have a husband or a wife. Uh, I have a wedding ring on. I'm an asshole dad. I'm not, tr- I'm not playing him straight, I'm not playing him gay. I'm playing him like me, so you probably would assume he's gay. <laughs> but that was never part of the story. It was just, it, I was something else. And I told them, right. thank you so much for just giving me this part, because if I, if this went out to auditions, Unless the character said character name, comma, gay dad, I wouldn't even be in the mix. If it just said a father, they would never consider me for this part. And yet it was so much fun to do. I didn't try to play him like I'm a straight guy. It it, it didn't matter either way. When we start doing roles like that, where their sexuality is just kind of not hiding or whatever, and it's not saying, oh, we don't want to talk about it. 
It's just sort of like, yeah, sure, he's a gay guy, but he's an asshole. That's what it's really about him being right. an asshole more than it's the irrelevant. Thing. It's yeah. irrelevant. like for that scene. It's but irrelevant. I wouldn't have gotten that part had it gone out for audition. I wouldn't even been yeah. been considered for it. You know, right, or if I right. auditioned for it, they'd have been like, oh, are we saying that this character's gay? Because Drew Drogi's up for it. And it's so, mm-hmm. which I understand yeah. is all part of the conversation. But it is hard when gay roles, we lose these gay roles to straight people. When you're like, you can't, you know. You can't do vice versa. You can't do vice versa. Yeah. You know? I guess that's kind of the double-edged sword of listing up these people to that gay icon status is we're kind of saying, hey, we like this, you know. You know, we like when this person plays these roles and it is hard you know it, it always bothered me every year when glad would they would give their like person of the year award to a straight ally and it was always weird because i was like wait why are we and i think they they've softened that and they've changed that now because it's like you know we've got a plenty of lgbt people that need to be yeah. honored and yeah. from glad but mm. it would be like you know every year it would be like jennifer aniston wins the icon award and i'm like i love jennifer aniston she's amazing she's great does she need this do we need this what is this about yeah or make it a separate award like we have a straight ally award for people who are cool but i also think like i look forward to the time that we don't have to do any of that because we have to be like look if you're not a gay ally you're just an asshole right (laughs) that's a good point (laughs) yeah it's a low bar it's a low bar Haley didn't use one racial slur this year. Let's give her, <laughs> give her a freaking statue. Oh, Haley, we Not know how one. difficult that was for you. <laughs> it was a hard 2019 for me. God, rough. It was really hard. <laughs> Speaking of giving straight people gay awards, um, <laughs> I did come up with this game. Um, as you know, a lot of we do have these like these straight people who are queer icons for one reason or another, and. Um, I put together a list of these um, women, and they all are women, um, and I, th- I believe they are on the cusp of being gay icons. All right. And I'm going to give you two, and you guys are going to choose which one gets to be upgraded to a gay icon. Got it. Oh, great. I'm ready for Excellent. this. Excellent. And you let me know if they already are, and if I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> okay. We will let you know <laughs> in no uncertain terms. <laughs> Okay, so here are the two first submissions for gay icon status. We've got Margot Martindale or Susan Sarandon. I mean, oh, oh, that's that's hard because I I think Margot Martindale deserves everything. <laughs> um, but I mean, Susan, Susan Sarandon. Sarandon's already kind of a lesbian icon, so yeah. she might. This, you know, and you she, guys could pull her over to the crossover. I mean, she's also. Rocky Horror Royalty, you know? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you've got... Okay, so... Yeah, Susan Sarandon definitely got... I mean, with The Hunger, she definitely got... With Catherine Deneuve, that's where she got her... Her lesbian icon status in, in like, early 80s. So she's trying to pick mm-hmm. up a couple more badges, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's going to the other pokey queer... The queer pokey gyms. <laughs> and she definitely got... I mean, gay icon status with Rocky Horror. Um, Mm -hmm. um, And then she got dinged in 2016 big time because of of her political stuff. And then a lot of stuff I think she said we kind of come back and we're like, I think maybe she was kind of right about certain things and Mm. not to get too much into that. But she's kind of, she kind of steps in it a lot. Mm -hmm. You know? She gets involved in political conversations sometimes when I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't get involved in that. I don't know I mean, it's like, I, I think this moment we're in right now is like showing how much privilege all like so many actors have, especially actors like that. And so she kind of t- speaks about from that place without realizing it. So that kind of dings her. I also think mm-hmm. this is a hot take, but I'll say it. N- not everyone agrees and you may not agree with me, Zach, but I think her performance as Betty Davis was terrible. And I think no, that also really. dings her. Yeah, I think she looked just like her. She got she the did. look down. They were very... I mean, I just watched a Betty Davis movie today. I watched A Human Bondage today because I was like, yeah. I've never seen that. 1934. And um, and I did... There were moments where I was like, she and Susan Sarandon, are, they look so much alike. Mm-hmm. But I thought she missed a huge... I mean, in All About Eve, all she talks about fire and music. I mean, Margot Channing's like, no fire, no music. 
and there was no fire, no music, and what Susan Sarandon did. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, I, I thought that. it was tired. She seemed bored. She so underplayed Betty Davis, and I don't think Betty Davis ever underplayed Betty Davis in life. Now there's a gay icon. One hundred percent. And yeah. and Joan Crawford. I mean, those were the. But I thought like, I loved what I loved. Uh, what Jessica Lange did with Joan Crawford because she really I mean, humanized her and really like brought kind of scrubbed gay a icon. lot of Mommy Dearest away. Yes. I mean, Jessica Lange, complete gay yeah. icon. You won't see her on this list because obviously no. she's, ar- she's already She's already it. there. She doesn't need she's our help. She's already there. She doesn't need our help. Um, and then, yeah. of course, there's character actress Margot Martindale. Margot Martindale who, absolutely deserves it. I, I mean, think she's yeah. brilliant and she's always, you know, just plays these I mean I would dream to have Margot Martindale's career I would love to be the, the gay equivalent of that and Mike later I would love yes. to just be like every time you need some just you know hard gross no bullshit here we go I would you know yeah let's do it so I between the two I would I would vote Margot let's give it to Margot alright Margot's got it in the bag next one I think is gonna be tough Julianne Moore or Kathy Bates Oh God! Wow, that is rough. I love them both. I love. I love Julianne them both Moore. too. Between the two, I think it has to be Julianne Moore, just because I'm, of I'm, like all yes. the Todd Haynes movies. Uh, single man. A single man, brilliant performance. God, so good. Julianne Moore is so good, and and she's so, amazing. And every gay man, I feel like I Julianne Moore can can touch me like nobody's business. Yeah. She's like, amazing. Kathy Bates is amazing too, and there's something very queer about Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. As, as well who hasn't tied a rider down to their bed and broken thank you. their ankles thank you come on yeah i've got one scheduled for 8 15 as soon as <laughs> oh gosh we should wrap this up then yeah <laughs> i mean yeah um, i mean i love kathy bates obviously i don't know yeah. i just have to i don't know why i just instinctively and i don't think i have much of a reason like you do drew but i have to give it to juliana yeah i agree or julianne yeah julianne okay yeah so next one, um, and, and you let me know if either of these already are, but I feel like they're not quite there, just right on the cusp. Um, we've got Frances McDormand or Viola Davis. Oh, oh wow, another hard one. That is hard. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Good, I did my job. You did a good job. You did a really <laughs> good job of putting similar people to, uh, yeah. together, yeah. too. I mm-hmm. think maybe because How to Get Away with Murder is such soap opera gay pulp that like I maybe I'm leaning more towards Viola. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean okay. they both are they're both so strong they're so and they're powerful. both and you right. love watching them. They're both just such fun actors to watch. They're both mm-hmm. so good. Um but yeah, I mean Frances McDormand is uh, she's amazing. I love that she just gives no fucks. Mm-hmm. She wears mm-hmm. what she wants. She says what she wants. She's talk about authentic. Yes. Oh, yeah. But Viola is always, I feel like, someone who, even though, you know, she has an Oscar, but, like, I was so mad that she that she went for supporting actress because she should have gone for actress and mm-hmm. she yeah. would have won yeah. Best Actress because, like, but it's there's something there's, I, I, I just bring that up because I feel like there's still, like, underdog status to Viola Davis yep. that is appealing it makes us like but i but like let's give it to viola davis yeah yeah cool i think there's something also that scene in which viola in again how to get it with murder takes off her wig pours a whole glass of just straight vodka and it's just like <laughs> there's just something that's very queer to me that's just yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, something i do every night yeah <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> rip off the wig room temp Okay, I've got one last one, and this one's kind of a sad one because oh, wow. we're awarding this postmortem. Mm. So we've got um, Brittany Murphy mm. or Amy Winehouse. Oh man, Haley, you nailed this. Yeah, you, you did. Oh, good. I tried to make it tough. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Amy Winehouse might already be if or close to it and i would say between the two of them i'd have to probably go with amy but i love Brittany murphy she was amazing i love Brittany. and there was something very queer about Brittany murphy too 
There is, right? Yeah. I can't put my finger on it, no. but there is something super queer about her. I would argue that maybe Britney might have it, but I also agree that, like, it's again, it's I, we're not sure. It's maybe on the cusp. I think so. I, man, I I want to give it to Amy. I want to give yeah. it to Amy. Yeah. I just think in yeah. terms of like icon. Yep, and that's what we're going for. I feel like we're doing extremely important work here. Oh, we absolutely. kind of are. Yeah. There should be like, you know how there's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There really should be like an induction ceremony. Right. Where yes. a queer Hall of Fame. So <laughs> I love it. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is where? In like Cleveland or something? It's where somewhere. It? Yeah. yeah. Like, where it, do I we think put, it is in Ohio. Put, yeah. It's in Ohio. Where do we put the Gay Hall of Fame? Key West. Key West. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. My um girlfriend's mom is well she was going to marry her cuz her mom is also gay. She was going to marry her mom, her partner in this June, but obviously that it got like pushed. Mm-hmm. But like we were all going to go on this like lesbian trip to Key West oh. and I it, that also got pushed, but when it happens I am so excited. Oh yeah. I don't think I've ever been to Key West actually, but I would love to go. We'll have to have you cut the ribbon at the opening to the Oh I'm I'm there. <laughs> I'll be in flip flops and jorts. So That's I mean obviously that's expected. Expect nothing more. Well thank you all for playing that game. I hope thank that you. was fun. So that was fun. tough Good in a great way. I loved that. It was. Okay, uh, great. I'm so yeah. glad. Uh Drew, have you had fun so far? Terrible time. Expect a <laughs> lengthy email from me. No, I've had a great time. Yeah, you've been great. This has been so fun. It's been so good just to chat. Yeah. Yeah. And now comes the point of the show where we turn the reins over to you and you get to ask your one question to us. Your one judgment-free, ask us whatever you want. It can be gross, it can be weird, anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like the question that I have for you, you may have been asked before. All right. If we have, then we'll, we'll just try it. Yeah, we'll we'll tell you to do better. <laughs> I would say this is the first thing that kind of pops into my mind to ask to ask you both. Um, I hate the phrase uh, you have to turn in your gay card or give back your gay card. Um, like if you don't like something that's considered gay, what is mm-hmm. your what is something that you just either you don't either you don't like it or you just don't get it that is considered like gay canon. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. great. Yes. I always call myself like, oh, I'm a bad gay or I'm a bad lesbian. And there's no such thing. But, you know, we feel that like urge to when we're like, oh, well, I'm a lesbian, so I should like X, Y, Z or something. Um, and, yeah, I never know like any of these people that they're talking about. They're like, oh, you've never listened to so-and-so. They're this like cool new lesbian singer. And I'm like, I don't know anything. Like, I don't know any of that stuff. But like, well, we talked about it. Like, Kristen Stewart, I've never gotten the appeal like you know a lot of my lesbian friends are like oh it's so great you know she's so hot she's gonna be in this movie like kissing some lady it's so great and I'm like I I guess like <laughs> I've never been a like Kristen Stewart fan so that is where I'm like that's where my lesbian card is like mm, yeah I don't get it yeah. yeah man I'm trying to think of what what would it like what might be I'm struggling a little bit um, cause I do hate that too. When somebody says, Oh, you haven't seen this turn in your gay card. I'm yeah. Just are you like, even gay? Are you yeah. even gay? Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean like kind of gold star gay stuff. I hate that, that, that thing. Like if you like people, I, I don't like the way gays are so, um, weird about like any sexual stuff with women, you know, like they, they get weird about it's misogyny. Gay. Yeah, it is. In it misogyny, is. yeah. Like, I, I, you know what? You know what I hate is that phrase where they say, sorry, girls, I like dick. And like, Ew. fuck you. There's so much trash already out there. Like, who gives? Well, like- I, I know. <laughs> Otherwise, girls would be jumping all over you. Yeah, or they're, they <laughs> yeah. are really missing out on this fine piece. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. gross. And it's like, uh, yeah, there's there's something about that. But I I have a thing. I get really weird with my gay friends when they start, when they're like, ew, vaginas are gross. It's like. That's awful. I don't want to hear you talk about that again. I don't agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it makes me, it, it, it's infuriating. It's like, I are you, it. do you listen to yourself? Yeah. What if you're yeah. straight people be like, ooh, gay guys, like gay sex is disgusting. It's like, right. how is that any different? And, no. and you don't, right. 
Like you were just going on about getting your asshole like wax yeah. and bleached. Why are you why are you talking about vaginas like that? Like, yeah, and uh, really yeah. uh just on site how much difference do they I mean, you know, it's like really you want to go there like what is that really about? But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I totally yeah. I, I don't yeah, there's this aversion for whatever reason. I don't I don't it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's so weird. Um, there's a I, little you don't yeah. hear about it as much on anymore i feel like i don't hear this as much anymore but yeah there's even been that version of that among lesbians like oh dicks are gross like yeah. i don't i've never had a problem with a penis like it's fine i get it you know it's fine it's just not for me it's not for me but it's like whatever you know i don't yeah. care it doesn't it doesn't disgust me any more than any other part of the human body I, yeah. <laughs> disgusts me. You I, know? I find like some of those things that like as I've gotten older, some of those things that I thought that I didn't maybe like, um, I've like shed that and really enjoyed. Like I've really enjoyed like, um, like a couple of my friends. We we all went and we got our we got like our eyebrows plucked. Like I just enjoyed uh-huh. like pampering pampering a lot more as I got older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like I never really got into RuPaul's Drag Race until I don't know like a couple until like I was going and watching with my friends and now I watch every week and we talk about it and I really enjoy that I was also never one of those guys who was like oh I'm not into that but like because that's also stupid too in its own way you know like there's weird there's weird homophobia wrapped in that too like self-loathing where you like to be like yeah I might be gay but like I'm not that gay I have a friend who's like very he's proud that he's never seen an episode of the Golden Girls and it's sort of like, you don't get points for that. No. Right. I don't know how it's even possible. Like, just by, like, channel surfing or whatever, you haven't been curious as to see. Right. But there's something You're- wrapped up in that, like, I'm not going to watch Drag Race or I'm not going to get my eyebrows plucked. It's a weird pride thing. That's okay if you're not into it. But it's like, you don't get, you don't, you're not a better person or you're not going to be, you know, mom's not going to love you now just because, you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, right. What's really about? The only thing that's going to happen is that you're going to have bushy eyebrows and you're not going to know all the Golden Girls memes. Like, right. And you're not going to know who Trixie Mattel is. So when you have to, yeah. you know, right. make art, exactly. you can't. You know, you're limited. There's a weird subsect of people like queer or not that just also just love to be contrarian who are like, those are the same people who are just like, oh, I don't watch that dragon show. You know, I, it's like, yeah. okay, who cares? I remember like, in high school when like one of my friends had like this asshole boyfriend who really like wanted to get into film school and shit. And he was going on about how like The Wizard of Oz was like not that great of a movie. And like, that's, it's, come on. It's, it's The Wizard of Oz, dude. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> I just think, you know, especially now it's like, if you don't like something, you don't have to, you don't have to like it. We never have to know about it. You don't have to post online. I hated this thing. Just don't talk about it. But they do, Drew. How are they going to get attention if people don't know? That's all it is. (laughs) They want attention. Yeah. And they, and you, you know, you come off smarter the more negative you are. Right. Supposedly. They're is this idea that like if you're negative it's somehow more intelligent and it's so strange it's it's easier to be mean i think oh 100 percent. it's yeah. so much easier to, to hate on something it's just the same thing like we have we have a we have visceral reactions when we hate a movie we can say this 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 and when you're with someone who really likes it they're usually like oh god i i just really liked it and when people go why why was it good i i hate being in that position it's yeah. a thing in back we see at outfest you know, you immediately walk out of a movie and you're like, I love that movie. And people immediately attack you for liking it. Mm. And, and it's more, it's way more vulnerable to admit when you like something than when you sure. don't. Yeah. You know, you like it, you're like, I, I liked it and I'm sorry. Am I an idiot? Am I'm I so sorry? Am yeah. I stupid that I liked this thing? You know, mm. am I trash for liking it? You know? So yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I, I admire when people come out and say, I really love this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think there should be a thing as guilty pleasure movies. Or- I People ask me that, but I'm going to say I love these movies truly, you know? Yeah. That is a great question. Oh, thanks. You haven't been asked that before? No. No, it never. Was great. Oh, good. Oh, good. It's a great Very question. fresh. Definitely was not old spaghetti. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, Drew, thanks so much for taking the time and uh, to be on our show. Um, thanks for having where me. Where can our... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where can our listeners uh, find you online and find some of your work? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Just you can find it, Drew Drogi. Just I'm the only. I, I think yeah. There's another Drew Drogi on Facebook, but I, I think yeah. Anyway. Well, we'll post a we'll post a link in the episode description. Yeah, so people yeah, yeah. Can find you. Perfect. Um, and then Haley, where can we be found? 
Well, I'm so glad you asked. Um, you can <laughs> find us on Instagram at Not Together Podcast, on Twitter at Not Together Cast. You can email us at nottogetherpodcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook at We're Not Together. So link up with us. And again, please keep sending in those listener advice questions. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to them eventually. Um, I'm sorry if you haven't heard yours yet. We are just stockpiling them and are slowly going through them. So yeah. um, keep sending those in, guys. Perfect. Well said. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show, Drew. We really appreciate oh, thanks it. Thanks for having me. This was so much yeah. fun. What did we learn today? Well, if we could sum it all up. In one one little oh, bite. Uh, what did we learn? Um, we like women more than straight men. Yeah, yes. there it is. That's it. <laughs> That's okay. it. That's uh-huh. it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so thank you to our guest Drew, and thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I'm Haley, and I'm Zach, and, and we're, we're not, not together. together. Bye. Bye. We're Not Together is produced, hosted, and edited by Zach Ogle and Haley Manrique. And our intro music and theme song is composed by Barry Anderson.